Welcome back to Restorative Grief with Mandy Capehart. You are listening to episode 28, titled How Your Values Affect Your Healing. This week's topic is a personal favorite of mine. We discussed value alignment back in episode 22, titled Healing Through Realignment, but I didn't go into the way that our values affect our healing or how we can uncover our values in the first place. I know the first time I decided to write out my own values, I was faced with simultaneous dilemmas. Did I write a grocery list of characteristics I felt were defining of my character, or did I try to narrow down to a single value or two that would be all-encompassing and make me feel really well-rounded and superhuman? It's tempting to do both, but neither is a very effective practice for healing. The values we hold dear are the way we move through the world. Values give our character a track to run on, allowing us to understand our reactions to life with a lens that we've intentionally cultivated. But when we are not intentional with our values, then sometimes our reactions surprise us, and that can lead us down the rabbit hole of questioning everything we hold close. So in grief, that is true tenfold. Our values will influence how we treat others and ourselves in the wake of loss, which means that by knowing our values and giving them space to breathe, we can shift how we respond to grief and in turn, take ownership of our healing. So how do we begin to uncover the values we find most meaningful in our lives and when we're grieving? Because when you know your core values, you can pay attention to how you are in or out of alignment with them and consequently, Find some of those pain points in life that contribute to ongoing, big, griefy feelings. The values we find meaningful will be the ones that point to who we want to become. The things we admire in others will shine like beacons when we witness them on display, and that's where we want to start paying attention. Maybe we are deeply grateful in our season of grief, because yes, it's possible. And we start to notice the way others express their gratitude. Maybe we recognize an internal shift with our thoughts or emotions when we express our own gratitude. Or maybe it's a value like hospitality or generosity, integrity, kindness, honesty. Obviously, I could go on for a while. The point is, finding our values often starts with noticing what really moves the needle for us, both inside and outside of grief. If you're not sure what that means, think about someone you look up to. What is it about that person that draws you in? It can be really difficult to observe our own lives while we're grieving. So taking yourself outside of your own grief story for a while can bring the clarity that you'll need for this activity. So the question is this, in this season of life, what values most exemplify what you want and who you want to become? You might take a day and really let the idea of values swirl in your mind. And it's okay to try on a value for an hour or two to see what you think. Maybe you want to see if integrity is a core value. It doesn't mean that you find integrity meaningless if it's not a core value for you right now. It just means that in this season, integrity isn't the value that drives you back into alignment with your sense of self and wholeness. Once you feel comfortable with at least one core value, you're ready for part two. How do my values affect my healing? First of all, 
be sure you haven't made a list of more than three values. It is tempting to make a list that's very long, but I assure you, the draw you feel to that is akin to the shame of perfectionism. There are no perfect people. There is no perfect or correct way to grieve. And unless you start sabotaging the hopeful things in your life after hearing this episode, you can't make a mistake here. You can't mess this up. Our values affect our healing because they show us what will bring healing into our lives. When we say grief is different for everyone, it's because everyone is different. And this isn't reductive. This is simplicity being offered to one of the most complicated human experiences ever. For example, if I place a high value on curiosity, which I do, then when my grief surfaces, my value tells me and reminds me to become curious about what I'm thinking, feeling, and doing. And to ask means I'm going to gain clarity and understanding for myself. Like maybe I haven't noticed that my thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are perpetuating my pain. Curiosity as a value allows me to first notice those things, but also to ask bigger questions about why those things might be happening in the first place. Curiosity leads me further still, allowing my shame to fall away as I ask questions about what I could be thinking, feeling, or doing differently that would fuel my healing rather than keeping me feeling unwell. If curiosity as a value sounds a little familiar, it's because much of my grief work is built on that value. As whole individuals, we are looking for ways to heal and come back into our sense of self when everything else has flipped upside down. Because curiosity is also a really powerful value to hold on to when you are grieving. And the truth is, this is a little bit easier than you want it to be. And I know that's scary. But it's because you already recognize where you are in alignment with yourself and your values and where you are out of alignment in a lot of ways. You may not have connected the dots from your values to your healing, You may not know how your values are reflecting in your behaviors and attitudes towards life and loss. You may not even realize that some of the values you hold close are perpetuating harm. No value is neutral, but they can play out in ways that cause us to remain misaligned. For example, going back to my curiosity, maybe it goes so far that I never feel satisfied with any conclusion. I function as perpetually unwell, skeptical, and untrusting, asking so many questions of so many people simply because while I think I'm building myself a wealth of affirmation, I'm really undermining what I already know to be true. See how that can go the wrong way? But we can't know that that's happening until we know the values that we hold dear. So start slow. Pick one value in your life that means you can examine your grief story with a new lens. Look for where you hold that value close and look for where it might be causing you to act outside of your intentions. All the time you invest here will bring insight and insight is where we begin to regain our authority over grief. Once we've identified our values, We can turn our attention toward how each value manifests in how we treat or experience ourselves through our mind, heart, body, and spirit. And we can identify how we are experiencing or maybe missing out on our healing.
Thank you for listening to episode 28 of Restorative Grief. Next week, I'm bringing another interview your way. But after that, we're going to dive back into this conversation and finish it up with... Next week, I am bringing another interview your way. But after that, we're going to dive into the second part of this conversation about value alignment and learn a practical technique that can help us apply those values to our whole selves, mind, heart, body, and spirit. Don't feel like you're missing out if you only hear this episode, but yes, episode 30 is going to wrap up this conversation, so make a plan to listen. In fact, if this is your first time with Restorative Grief, thank you for making time to listen. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any future episodes. Thank you for all the reviews you're leaving. I love reading what you have to say about this work on social media, in the reviews and emails, all the things. And lastly, maybe consider sharing this episode with someone brave, someone who you know is willing to take a hard, intentional look at themselves to uncover healing no matter what it takes. Okay, one more last thing. Please remember, the only solution to grief is to do the work of grieving. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank you.